Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists, and we go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. We grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoons, so we made this show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. This week, we're joined by my friend Susanna from Anti-Fragile Terror. How are you today, Susanna? I'm pretty good. I'm super, super pumped to be here today. Well, virtually, but you know. Yeah. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your your podcast and everything. Well, this has absolutely no bearing on anything we're about oh, to none. discuss, unless it does. <laughs> um, so I am... So I'm Susanna. I am an ER nurse, but I also run Anti-Fragile Tarot out of Jersey City, which is a tarot card reading business. But I also have a podcast where I discuss various witchy topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as woo as you would think. I I like combining science and psychology with my magical practice. So cool. it's it's fun. You know, I have some some interesting people come on sometimes. It sounds awesome. Cool. All right. And you picked the show we're watching this week. So tell our listeners, what are we about to watch? Biker Mice from Mars is definitely something that needs to be experienced rather than explained. Oh, yeah. Because it, it really is what is on the box. Yeah. It is a show about anthropomorphized biker mice from Mars. <laughs> It's fantastic. I I watched this as a kid. I I was very much in the low rent mutant ninja turtles vein. If it was a bunch of <laughs> you know humanoid animals fighting crime, I was fucking in. So this was right in my wheelhouse. I loved this shit. I don't believe Lee, you haven't seen this. I right? have never seen this. Never at all. Oh, this never. is a treat. Super stoked. Super stoked for this. I, so I like I. I grew up around, you know, it was, um, what was I watching a lot as a kid? You know, yeah, it was Ninja Turtles and, uh, Power Rangers and all that stuff. I also, I was, I was both a very girly girl. Like I loved Barbies and, and Disney, but I also liked Hot Wheels and, um, I found Biker Mice from Mars and for whatever reason I was obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed with Biker Mice. I still have some Biker Mice toys kicking around. Nice. I, I think I might start looking for these. There's a lot. It's not a small collection, so I don't know how deep I'm going to go into it, but I might I might keep an eye out when we do shows like RetroCon and stuff. Oh, uh, um, RetroCon. Yeah. Our... just got the news that RetroCon is not happening this year, along with a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, so we're really sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I don't think I've seen an episode of biker mice from mars in predictably about 20 years how about you susanna i definitely drunkenly made a couple (laughs) of my best friends watch it um i want to say like within the last 10 years but it's been a while i just remember like finding a couple of episodes on youtube and being super drunk and super pumped and my friend going what the fuck are we watching (laughs) I feel like we had that experience with Pete and Pete and the people were not as respe- receptive as I would have liked. I, I love Pete oh, and God, Pete, though. So good. so good. So weird. Definitely. I God, I forgot about Pete and Pete. Totally shaped me as a person. Oh, me too. For sure. All right. Well, why don't we why don't we put this thing on and see what we think? All right. Fire, 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 fire,
And we're back. So we just finished the first episode of Biker Mice from Mars. Coming right out of it, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Lee. You've never seen it before. What did you think? I liked it. It definitely kept up with the with the times, with the animation and the storyline and the, the the character building. Like it just really reminded me of this like a spin-off of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I, I think that was intentional. I mean Obviously, it was the most successful cartoon of that era, so they're yeah. obviously going to be trying to to recreate that magic. And I think to a certain extent, they did. This show ran for four seasons and like sixty something episodes, um, so it was fairly successful. And they even mentioned the turtles in the cartoon. Yeah, I was I was a bit surprised how much pop culture reference there was. You don't, we hadn't really seen that before in these shows that that's kind of like a more modern thing yeah but this show was steeped in pop culture references which is like right in my wheelhouse so i was super happy with I, it. yeah i thought it was really neat that they did that i think it's like my dad liked about it because my dad was my stay-at-home parent when i was a kid so he watched yeah. everything i watched nice. and uh, i think i think that's part of why he liked watching this with me a lot because it was like oh i was actually really impressed i totally forgotten about the terminator bot yeah it's like wow, that's yeah. um like is this copyright infringement or I mean it was it was skirting a line if it wasn't like the Terminator bot got dropped in that vat of acid and then said I'll be back. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. If it's not IP infringement, it's it's pretty close. <laughs> um yeah, I made a joke when we were watching it, you know, the for them being biker mice from the planet Mars, they were really really well versed in American pop culture. Well, it seemed like they knew they had some idea of where they were landing. Like the like that's Moto true. knew yeah. whatever DJ was on the radio. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wonder if radio waves go all the way to Mars then. In their world, I guess. <laughs> I just love the the absolute like no one cares that they're just large muscular mice. She was Charlie was more concerned, not concerned. Charlie was more disbelieving of them being from mars than them being giant mice mice not rats <laughs> they were not a fan of that yeah you can also tell like moto went through some trauma like, he, moto, he's got he's got a, a he's hair trigger stuff oh yeah <laughs> although it seemed like Vinny went through some trauma too but he's kind of just trucking along oh Vinny. Vinny definitely lost some brain cells somewhere along the way. I identify with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is uh production-wise, this was a Marvel Productions. This was their was it? Saturday morning cartoon like subsidiary. Yeah. Um this was actually written by the president of Marvel Productions. Huh. Uh, his name is Rick Unger. This was like his baby. Okay. And he was the president of Marvel Productions during the, the creation of this. He was actually the CEO of Marvel for a period of time. Um, but he's 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 been in with Marvel for a long time. The so a lot of what he's worked on has been other Marvel shows and this. Oh cool. Um, which is neat to see. Music is by a dude named William Anderson. He hasn't come up on this show before, but also a lot of Marvel stuff, X-Men Evolution, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, did the music for all of them. 
Um, he also did the music for the Weird Al show. Huh. If anyone's seen the Weird Al show, I have not. Not in a long time. Oh, it's good. I need. I I'm gonna make you watch it because <laughs> it's good. It's weird. I mean, it's Weird Al, but it's good. Yeah, I was. I'd forgotten how like good the music was on this show. The music is fantastic. I I think it's. Lee's making a I face. I mean, it's no Animaniacs. Well, I no. mean, you're right. But for like, not, it's not like engaging, catchy, fun music. But it's yeah, like, that's what I was right. Yeah, Animaniacs. The music is like part of the show. Whereas, I mean, this the music is just the background. But like every fight, I'm over here air guitar soloing. Like it's it was it was ripping. If you ask me. I thought I thought it was fine. It definitely did take away from the show. I liked the Street Sharks music better, um, but yeah, this was fine. Yeah, I'll concede that. Well, I mean, it was like it was like big like bike scenes with biker music. Yeah, like it was very like it was very like like evocative of that scene. Like, was it was it good for the show? Maybe not. It, was, it did seem like here's here's a big fight scene with biker music. Yeah. But if like you have, a I mean, little I, kid, I, I was on board. Right, if you're if you're living in that world where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna be a biker, you know. Yeah. This is what definitely, bikers yeah, are listening definitely. to. I like how sold they were on the biker idea. Like they were wearing leather vests with the sleeves ripped off and no shirt under. Like they were, they were biker mice from Mars. I'm into it. Definitely. Like what? Now, it really is like what is what is presented to you is what you are getting. They were very, very upfront. Very literal, and I'm here for it. Now, this show's cast was kind of incredible. Did anyone recognize any voices along the way? Some of it sound familiar. Because you pretty much should recognize every one of them. Charlie, this is the only thing she's ever done. She's not in anything else. And that was crazy to me, because she sounds really familiar, but I, I did watch this show as a kid. Um... But the, the, this is the only credit she has. Now, as I work through the cast, I'm going to do it backwards from my usual. I'm going to cover the villains first and then cover the biker mice second uh, for reasons that will become apparent later. Grease Pit is Brad Garrett. He's a dude whose voice you'll recognize. But he's also in a lot of stuff and he's the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, really? He's a he's a fairly well known actor. Oh, wow! But he's a, he does a lot of Saturday morning cartoons too. He's on he's on a lot of the Marvel stuff. He's on a lot of the DC stuff too. Um, but yeah, he's 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 around. the The bad guy Lindberger. His name is William Morgan Shepard, and he's a long term character actor. Both. Again, on and off screen as a voice actor and, and in shows. You would have seen him in the Transformers movie. He was a Klingon general in Star Trek Four. He's been in a bunch of the Star Trek iterations. Um, he's also on Criminal Minds, which we watch an unreasonable amount of. Yes, We've we been do. watching a bit of that at home, too. Oh, yeah. I love that show. I mean, it's he, like, it's, it's bad, Criminal but Mind? it's great. Did you look at that? Hmm? Did you look at what he's on Colonel Minds? He did. Yeah, he's um the the episode's birthright. I'll talk about it later because okay. I don't think this is interesting for anyone. Exterminator, the the robot Exterminator, that was Josh Harnell. 
His name's come up before. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who he is? No. He's Wacko. Oh, stop it. Yup. He's also, he's been the voice of Crash Bandicoot since 2005. Oh, no way. Till too current. Yeah. Now, since we're on it, I'll flip to the the biker mice. Throttle is Rob Paulson. This is a name that has also come up before. He is the 1987 Raphael. He's Donatello in the current Ninja Turtles. And he's Yakko. Yep. <laughs> so there is a scene where Exterminator chases Throttle. So Yakko chases is chasing Wacko. Wa- or Wacko is chasing Yakko yep. in this show. Modo, his name's Doreen Harwood. He's had a strange career. Very strange career. He voices Shredder for three episodes of the original Mutant Ninja Turtles. He is not who I, if I were to refer to Shredder, he is not who I would mean, but he does voice Shredder for three episodes. He's probably most famous for being eight ball in Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Which is crazy. Yeah. But I probably love him the most for being the Monstar Bupkis from Space Jam. Oh, no way. He's the big purple monster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Space Jam so in weird. a very long time. Wait, oh, it's been wait. A hot there's minute. a Biker Mice PlayStation 2 game? Oh, yeah. I just picked up a PS2. Oh, no. I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> I'm not going to discourage you, but I've heard it's not good. I, that doesn't matter. But yeah, no, you got to go for it. Now, there's one more Biker Mice. <laughs> and that will conclude all of the people that were in the episode that we watched. Yeah. But I want to do him last because we're going to segue into some guests who are on later episodes in the weirdest connection I think I've come across in any of the shows we've covered so far. So the last biker mice was Vinny. His name is Ian Zaring. You may know him as Finn Shepard from the Sharknado trilogy or well, the Sharknado series, I think they're up to four. He's the main character of Sharknado. He's also Steve Sanders from Beverly Hills 90210. Yep. That now, in like later episodes. Oh, yeah. Now, in later episodes, guest stars on this show include Luke Perry, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, and Jason Priestley. All of the oh main characters from Beverly Hills 90210 oh, are in this show. That is so strange, and I love it. So that is now a fact that you can take home and take to whatever party you're at for no one to listen to you. But I love it. Exiting the cast. This show ran for, like I said, 65 episodes or so, and then it stopped around 95. And I didn't know this, but there was a reboot in 2006. Oh, really? Wait, what? Which is, yeah. There's a there's a one-season re. It's not even a reboot. It's actually a continuation of the show. And everybody's in it. All of the all of the characters return. And that's why there's a PS2 game. It's it's to support this this reboot. Oh my god. I know. So 
I'm going to have to track that down too. Cause I did not see any of that. Now it's more modernized animation, but it's again, it's, it's, it's Rick Unger writing. It's Rob Paulson. It's Doreen Harwood. It's, it's Ian Zaring. It's the whole cast. It's everybody. And that's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. Now, I can't believe I missed that. I know. I know. And I, I was like, I was watching cartoons back then. Like I was kind of having a watching the things from my, my childhood back in that time frame. So I, I don't know how I missed it. I'm definitely now, ordering this video game as we speak. And I will tell you how <laughs> terrible it is later. Sounds I've heard good. it's not great. I kind of want to play it too though. So, and we've got a PS2, so I'll probably pick a copy up at some point. I mean, they're like 20 bucks. That's not bad. I, I don't I, paid, I don't think I the collector's for market for Biker Mice from Mars is uh that extensive. Uh, I haven't I haven't looked too deeply into it. There is a pretty healthy toy line. I think there was like 80 toys or something. Um just pretty significant. So they, they do series like they do with Mutant Ninja Turtles, where they do like a Moto, a Throttle, and a Vinny, and then you a, a set of bikes for each of them. And they do like five or six of them. So there's a lot of vehicles for this show more than I think most cartoons we've covered. I didn't realize like I, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but when I was a kid, one of my favorite games was, you remember those, like all those little McDonald's toys. Yeah. yeah. Like not, not the really That's cool ones specialty. that you collect. Cause you collect like the actual like McDonald's branded ones. Like you, you collect really interesting ones, yeah. um, but like all the, like the little tiny action figures and, they had some really well-articulated... There was a Tarzan and a Mulan that were, like, really well-articulated from McDonald's or Burger King. I remember King. all the D- the Disney ones. My yeah. friend was just moving lately, and he was going to... He had all these Disney uh, toys, including Mulan and stuff, but... I- yeah, so I had, like, all these all these McDonald's toys, and I had all these Hot Wheels, and I used to, like, take shoeboxes and make little garages. Oh, cool. And like oh, nice. my favorite game was like running a garage with these little things. And I didn't realize until watching this that totally stemmed from the last chance garage. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Now, I know there was a series of I don't know if it was Hot Wheels. I don't know who made them, but there was a series of like wind up toys um, of each biker mice. So you would like, you know, pull the pull the bike back and then let go and it would spring forward. Oh, cool. Um, and I wasn't sure if it was a Happy Meal toy or, or what. I, I looked to see. I know they exist. I just don't know um, where they came from. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some cool cool toys for this show. There was also an SNES game um, before the before the PS2 game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, this is something that's come up many times before, but I think I answered the why when I was researching this episode. A lot of these shows that we watch, they seem to have a environmental theme to them. Like the biker mice, the Plutarians destroyed their planet and they're coming to Earth and the biker mice are preventing them from destroying Earth. Uh, Toxic Crusaders is all about polluting like the land and the water. Captain Planet is Captain Planet. There's a lot of these things that seem to be going on in the 90s, specifically about environmentalism. And in 1990, Congress passed an act called the Children's Television Act of 1990 that actually required kids' shows to have some kind of educational 
or instructive element to them. And I think that's why you're seeing these Saturday morning cartoons that are a little agenda driven so they could say we're about educational purposes, even though it's really just an entertainment show. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So Susanna, put yourself in the seat of a studio executive. Someone pitches this show to you today. Would you buy it? You know, I'm I'm really thinking about it. <laughs> it's tough. It is. Well, so like it's really hard because I'm a nurse, so motorcycles, um, not my favorite thing. I imagine. I don't like them either. But I I, I think I also I don't know. I mean, I think it could still work. Um, I think it would need some heavy rebranding. Yeah, but I, I think I think it could work. Like I think I feel like this is really kind of a period piece, though. Like this is something that really worked in the '90s, and it's very much of that time. And it's kind of nice that it's of that time without necessarily being one of those things that you look back and you're like, "Oh no, oh no, I love that in the '90s, but it's terrible now." Like, yeah, it's not necessarily terrible now. We've just ever, so much has happened since then technologically and and everything i think i think a portion of it too is like we're adults now so back then we looked at motorcycles one way not thinking about the dangers and and the things that we have to think about now um right but like would a show like that even would a show about motorcycles even pass muster if we're supposed to be like modeling things for kids yeah right but you could also use it as an opportunity to really hammer in stuff about safety, which the biker mice are, are not very safe. They're not. No, greater. they are not. But they're also biker mice from Mars. So they get some passes. Yeah. I don't know. A tough call. I don't know if I don't know if kids would watch it. I kind of need to send this to my brother and and have him make my nephew watch it and see what happens. But he's a little <laughs> he's a little old for for the age range though. He's I want to say eleven this year. I'm the worst aunt ever. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Eleven seems like it's kind of right in the wheelhouse. I guess I guess I was I was four, four or five when I started watching this. I, yeah, I was probably about the same. I had a Biker Mice from Mars lunchbox in kindergarten, and I got nice. Oh, that's awesome. Because everyone's like, you're a girl, and you have a boy lunchbox. And it's like, I have a lunchbox or whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Also, Moto is my husband. Moto remains my husband. My husband is kind of like Moto. Of all, of all the mice, my current actual real-life husband is probably closest to Moto. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, as a studio executive in 2020, I don't know that this would be a good bet. As a studio yeah. executive in the 90s, absolutely, this is a perfect. Oh, yeah. And, and back then, I mean, the Turtles had just started in 87. With the Turtles so... and like um, Harley Davidson cafes were still a big thing. Like, I had birthday parties at the Harley Davidson cafe as a kid. Wow. I, I had a weird, weird childhood. <laughs> Uh, this also seems just a good place to point out. I don't think they ever said it in the episode, but in the credits, Charlie's name is Charlie Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this was awesome. Susanna, thank you for coming on here and doing this with us. Um, Tell our listeners again, where, where can they find you? Uh, If you want to hear more of my voice talking about random things, uh, I am 
Anti-Fragile Tarot. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook for tarot updates. Uh, but you can also find the Anti-Fragile Tarot podcast on any of your favorite streaming places. Spotify, Apple Music, Google, most of your streaming services will have me. And um, nice. yeah, I, I do actually, I have a, an episode on pop culture magic specifically. Awesome. So it would be I'll really easy to segue a lot of these cartoons into pop culture magic. Nice. That actually sounds that would super be, cool. That I'm sounds really that cool. Out. Thanks so much for having me on. This is super fun to revisit this. No problem. Uh, our social media is at 8BitFusion on Facebook and Instagram. Our website is popculturejunk.com. This is normally the part of the show where we plug what conventions you can come talk to us at. But um, the world's ending, so we don't have anything. Half our shows have been canceled, but in September we will be at the Smithville Artwork in Smithville, New Jersey. I think it's September 19th. It's a Saturday. It's going to be outside. It's a beautiful place. Um, other than that, we have the a couple of virtual markets. The Jersey City Oddities Market, our stuff is in there with also hundreds of vendors. Same with the Trenton Punk Lock Clean Market Virtual Marker. Our stuff's in there with a bunch of uh, virtual vendors, and it's about hundreds of vendors in there. And then our items are also in the South Street Art Mount in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with our friend, two friends, Nicole and Nicole. Um, their physical shop is closed right now, but you can buy online at the SouthStreetArtMart.com. Um, they're also supporting a bunch of charities that are relevant to it, all, all that's going on right now. So definitely check that out and try to support some charities. And just make sure you're supporting your uh, local small businesses because we're all struggling right now. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, remember to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 